Hello, magical human. Welcome to Madison Mindset, the podcast. Today's world can be difficult to navigate. There are so many influences and pressures. We're stressed and we're asked to make decisions and choices. All of them overwhelm us. My mission is to help the world find its natural state, inner peace, true happiness and love. I see the earth as being healthy, humans loving themselves and each other, living harmoniously in our bodies with the animals and with mother nature. This is the reality I hope to nurture with my work and of course this podcast. My name is Madison. I'm a yoga teacher, a spirituality coach, and an intuitive healer. A true yogi at heart, committed to learning, evolving, guiding, and being of service to the world. And as of this moment, being of service to you, dear human, as you take time to listen to this podcast episode. I'm proud of you for being here. It's time to raise your frequency and step into the being you truly are. You are energy. You are love. You are divine. Thank you for being here. Sending you love and gratitude. Enjoy this episode. See you inside. Hello, magical human, and welcome back to another Madison Mindset episode. This is the first solo episode, I suppose, I've done in a long time. I've been doing lots of affirmation and meditation episodes, which I know many of you love. I love receiving the messages and letting me know your favorite episodes and how they are helping you. It's such a blessing to connect with you you know, and to chat to people about the episodes, you know, because it's interesting. You sit here and you record and it feels like you're all by yourself. <laughs> and it's like, wow, I'm talking to myself. And then when you um, when you get messages from people going, oh, you know, I really, really love this episode. It's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. So it's so good. Such a blessing to connect. So thank you for reaching out and connecting with me if you haven't already, please feel free to come and chat, come and say hi. Uh, yeah, I love chatting to you guys and finding out what you want more of is always really good. So for this episode, we're going to dive a little deeper into self-discipline. Right, so I recently did a affirmation episode for self-discipline. The place I'm drawing this knowledge from is actually from the yoga philosophy, from the eight limbs of yoga, which is from Ashtanga yoga. And this is a niyama. Okay, so this is called tapas, which of course, I'm probably saying that wrong with my Australian accent, but that's what it is. And tapas is a Sanskrit word for to burn or in a fire, is a direct translation. And this is is where we look at self-discipline and nurturing that inner fire that we all have and that we all need. So our inner fire 
is housed in our solar plexus chakra. This is your third chakra from the bottom. It is the yellow one and it's placed just above your belly button and just below the rib cage. So in that little space where you often feel, you know, if you've got cramping in your belly or bloating or any kind of pain in the belly, it usually is in this space. And of course, digestive system is connected with our fire. So it can have a lot to do with our self-confidence, our self-esteem, our self-trust and our ability to put ourselves out there and take action. But, you know, in, in mindset, coaching is what we talk about. You know, you need to have that self-confidence and nurture the relationship you have with yourself because we want to be able to step forth with self-belief, with self-confidence, trust that you can step forward and even be okay with failing because this is the point. You know, there's even, you know, quotes that mention, you know, if you're not failing every day, then you're not trying hard enough. You know, we're not supposed to be scared of failure. Failure itself is not something that's scary, but we get all worked up about it and we don't have the confidence to fail. We're too scared of what that will do because if we leave our comfort zone and it gets slammed in our face and we try and open a door and it gets boom back in your face, you've got to have the self-confidence and the self-trust to go, hmm, up again, let's go again. Whereas for some of us who have limited self-confidence or who are already on a wobbly bridge with their self-confidence and self-esteem. If you leave your comfort zone and that door comes and right in your face and knocks you down, it's very hard to stand back up. So what we do is we refuse to step forward. We refuse to put that extra effort or, you know, that trying energy in because if we get knocked down, we just don't know if we'll be able to get back up, right? We're already walking on thin ice, you know, so we don't want to create a situation where our confidence could be challenged. Okay. And this happens through failure and it happens through, you know, speaking, talking, you know, like whether it's uploading videos on social media that freaks you out, you know, what if someone doesn't like it? What if someone sees it? What if, you know, what if my mom sees, what if my best friend sees, makes fun of me? You know, what if I get haters and they start, you know, like, writing horrible comments and you know and it happens you know you're not for everybody you can't possibly be for everybody and you're going to stir people up you know by being you you'll stir people up but it's important to remember it's not about you it's about them okay if you stir something up in someone else that's their problem everyone will perceive you as they are so all you can do is be yourself knowing that you'll never please everybody, you'll never make everybody happy. So what's the point in trying? You know, don't try to make everybody happy. Just make you happy. Express yourself, do what you want to do. And if you fail along the way and if someone writes a nasty comment or, you know, if someone doesn't agree with what you're doing or saying, that's fine. And this is where the saying, you do you came from, right? You do you, I'll do me and we'll be happy. It's all good. So this is that solar plexus space, right? It all comes from there. And in a fire, the reason I come from yoga philosophy, right? And obviously um, being a yoga teacher and this year I've been training big time under incredible mentors and 
it's been a huge blessing to grow and evolve, you know, teaching yoga and also the mindset work, you know, with my clients now, most of it and the approach that I take comes from the yoga approach because yoga itself is a mind science, about 5,000 year old, potentially older mind science. Okay, so it's already been figured out. The science of the mind, how the mind works, how to find peace, how to let go of anxiety or overwhelming negative thoughts or all of the things that we struggle with, that we battle with, with our own minds, including our mental health and the health of our bodies has already been figured out. And when you go into the yoga philosophy, what you find is the map to create a healthy mind to train your mind. So this is why I come from the yoga perspective because it's simple, it's been tested and there are no exceptions, right? Everyone, every human on this planet can relate to yoga philosophy. We might go about it in different ways, but at the end of the day, all of our minds and bodies work the same way. So this is why I go about yoga philosophy because it's, it's tried, tested, thousands of year old and it's so powerful. You know, I've been coaching for mindset for two and a half years now and it's an incredible thing and I've taken so many different journeys with it and so many different paths and at one point it was really complex and I was like, why is this so hard? <laughs> you know, why is working with the mind so hard, you know? And I found it overwhelming, you know, and even clients, you know, they were overwhelmed, you know, before they even started. But when I went around the yoga philosophy journey, it got so much more simple. And I was like, right, this is it. This is it here, you know? And again, you can call it whatever you want. You may recognize some pieces of yoga philosophy, because a lot of it has been reused and reworked into different things. But yeah, so looking at today, tapper, self-discipline, inner fire, remembering that your body is nature. Nature has elements. You have elements. You have the fire element within. The fire element is responsible for action, heat, let's go, right? Planting new seeds, sprouting new seeds, It's very, very powerful, this element. But there's two things that can happen with the fire element, right? So you have, as as we just said, you have your solar plexus chakra, which is like your inner furnace or the fireplace for your fire. And we all are supposed to have a a little burn going on in the belly. Now, if you have no flame burning or a very minimal flame, you will struggle with self-discipline. All right, you might be able to make plans to get up at 5 a.m. and to meditate or to put that YouTube video up or to ask your boss for a raise or for ask for that day off to have the conversation with your partner, whatever it is. You're going to struggle to do that. It's going to feel hard to even get out of bed. You're going to find you have very little motivation and you might even use, you know, you might say you procrastinate a lot. You might say that everything's just a little bit too hard and you don't know how and you just can't be bothered and oh I'm lazy, not today. Oh like that kind of energy. Okay, that's what happens when we don't have enough inner fire. 
even the ability to say no to someone and to choose your own path, right? That takes inner fire. If you don't have inner fire, you will be led, all right? Like a dog with a lead, you will be led. You know, if your friends say, do this, you'll be like, all right. If your boss says, do that, you'll be like, okay. You know, and you won't have your own power to go, hang on, no. That takes inner fire. So if you have very minimal fire burning, that's what you will experience, and that might be you. Or on the other side of the coin, if you have too much fire to the point where your furnace can't even contain the fire, to the point where it's starting to leave the fireplace and jump into other areas of the body. You'll experience inflammation. You might have pain in the body. You might have headaches, tension headaches, because fire doesn't belong in the mind, right? You probably burn out. You're probably very highly stressed. You probably don't know how to rest. You're on go, 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 go mode, and you don't know how to stop. And people around you go, wow, you should have a day off. You need to calm down. You don't need to relax a little bit. And you'll go, yeah, I know. Go, 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 go. You won't stop. To the point where eventually, which is what happens with everyone with this kind of energy, eventually the fire will destroy the house. It will destroy the furnace. And you'll be forced to sit down because you will have burnt out. Whether that's with a mental health problem or a physical health problem. One of the two will come and whack you in the face and you'll be forced to sit down. And it's very, very hard to get knocked down into burnout and to crawl yourself back out of that because you've got to rebuild the house. You've burnt the house down. You've got to rebuild the furnace and create a healthier system. And that is much harder Right, But if you are on the burnout path or you've been there before and you know how hard it is to crawl out of that hole, then you'll feel this big time. Okay, So you may relate with both of those. You may feel like you're in one of them in particular right now. Uh, We're in Australia right now. We're coming out of winter. Winter is very much the place where laziness and, you know, curling up next to the fire and staying cozy and just being inside is so much easier. Whereas summer, it's more active. You might be on the other side of the world where the opposite's happening, right? But the seasons and what's happening with nature is relevant as to what's going on with your inner fire. Now, what we've just spoken about, both the minimal flame issue with self-discipline and way too much fire. These two are forms of unhealthy self-discipline. So with people who go, 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 their problem is they're quite nasty to themselves and they push themselves. They don't listen to their body. They don't listen to what they really need or their emotions. They are just on go mode and they will not stop. So, they actually are quite self-destructive in a physical health sense, right? And honestly, sometimes, in fact, most times, slowing down is the key to going faster. Not go, go, go. Slow, one thing at a time. Be mindful, be patient. Things get done better. They get done of higher quality and it happens faster. Whereas if you're running around multitasking, which has been disproven, by the way, you cannot multitask, not with the human brain that you have, right? 
what you'll be doing is jumping from task to task, getting bits and pieces of random things done, never really finishing anything. So it's quite overwhelming being in this kind of headspace. On the other side, the, oh, I just can't be bothered to move, this side, this is another form of unhealthy self-discipline. You are also nasty to yourself. You call yourself lazy. You call yourself all kinds of names. You are quite mean to yourself because you can't find the energy or the oomph to get out of bed or to take the action. So you get angry at yourself for not doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, but you just can't find the energy for it. And the self-talk that you engage in is actually something that holds you back again because you call yourself names, you bully yourself for not doing the things. And, you know, the way to nurture something happening is to love it and nurture it, not to abuse it until it does it. You know, you wouldn't plant a seed in the soil and yell at it until it grows. You'd nurture it. Time, patience, give it what it needs, fuel it, and it will grow when it's ready. So both of these are unhealthy forms of self-discipline, okay? And you will tip from side to side depending on where you are with your life and how your health is going for women, you know, what time of the month is it, you know, that often um, is part of it. And for men, you know, what time of day is it, you know, what's going on around you, be aware of the imbalances that your own, you know, hormones can create as well. So you can, it's good to be aware of how the outside environment affects you. Healthy self-discipline is right in the middle, which is really, really rare. You don't see it in society, okay? Not often. Someone engaging in healthy self-discipline with a consistent, healthy amount of inner fire burning, this kind of person will know when to move and they know when to stop. They use self-love and self-respect to get things done They schedule rest and they schedule a healthy amount of to-do things in the day. They take important actions, so the needle-moving actions, not just random fleeting bits of stuff to do. They take the important action and their understanding of themselves if they find themselves in a space where they just don't want to today or if they feel incapable, they do their inner work, right? So it takes that healthy self-discipline to say no to someone, to take a day off, to step forward when you're terrified, especially when you're terrified, to stay in bed all day just because you need to, to get out of bed because you need to. They know what's right for them. They know how to listen to their body. If their body needs a break, they provide it. If their body's good to go, they go. And they enjoy their time. So with the unhealthy forms of self-discipline, if you start there, you will never win. You've already lost because your mind is against you. If you are in healthy self-discipline, you've already won. Instantly, you've won. There's nothing more you need to do to be a better version of you. There's nothing more you need to be or create. You're done. And then you step forward from that space. You've already won. And when you've already won, it feels so much easier to step forward because you're winning. 
and you will always win even if you fail and you know that. This is the power of the solar plexus chakra. So it's very, very important to nurture this healthy self-discipline. You will get more done and you'll have fun. And that rhymes, right? And that's exactly what it'll feel like. It'll be fun. You'll get stuff done. You'll have a great day every day. And maybe your days don't look the same. Maybe on Monday you're more productive than you were on Tuesday. But that's okay because you understand the cycles of life and the cycles of your body. You even schedule fun and rest, which takes self-discipline. It's not easy to schedule those things. So how can we start to nurture healthy self-discipline? There's only a few things, and I actually don't know how many I'm going to end up saying right now, but we'll see. We'll see what comes out, and we'll roll with that. So the first thing is to practice slowing down and listening to your body. Take a moment. If you're laying in bed and you're going, oh, I just can't be bothered, ask yourself, am I unwell? Is there something wrong? You know, did I have a rough day yesterday? Do I genuinely need to stay in bed? Is there a genuine need to be in bed right now? The answer might be yeah. Or it might be no, I just can't be bothered. And if it's I can't be bothered, then you self-mother, you self-parent and you go, well, I could stay in bed and then I'll feel still tired because I always do and I won't get to the gym and I won't meditate and in a few hours from now I'll feel like trash. Whereas if I just get out of bed now, I'll feel good, I'll get my things done, I'll meditate, I'll go to the gym and in a few hours from now I'll feel great. Up we get. Okay, if you're in burnout mode, listen to yourself, slow down and go, wow, is my body okay? I've been asking a lot from my body. I've asked it to be on full on go mode for weeks, days, months, years. How long do you think your body can do that? It's not a robot. There is an end date to that, right? Slow down and provide what you need and change your relationship with productivity rest and slowing down can catapult you forward in life all right two steps forward one step back don't be afraid to take a step back or to sit down or lay down and step forward later practice listening to yourself that's number one number two start writing helpful to-do lists okay writing pages of a to-do list under just today is going to lead you to failure because you can't possibly get that done okay so another good thing to note is that you will have trends in your day okay so you will have times in the day where you're more productive and you'll have times in the day where you're less productive so for me morning is the time to go it's literally morning as I record this podcast I tried to do this yesterday afternoon, didn't happen. Woke up this morning, right, I'm good to go. Because I know my energy. I can get things done in the morning. After lunchtime, around 2 p.m., I need a break. Right? Don't ask me to do anything after 2 (laughs) p.m., okay? I get another spur of energy later on in the day. But I'm aware that's how my energy works, 
Okay, so do I schedule big things to do in the time of day where I am not going to do anything? No, because I'm setting myself up for failure. Okay, that's my time to rest. If I'm going to rest or have a an adventure in the day or go for a drive, those are the hours I'll do it in. If I want to get something done, it gets done in the morning. So get to know your energy. When are you productive? All right, and then schedule helpful things. The magic number is always three. If you can get three important things done in the day, perfect. Important things. A lot of us get heaps of stuff done, but it's all rubbish. You know, we don't actually do anything big. We just run around poking the to-do list, you know, doing things like writing our name on the top of the report instead of writing the report, you know, or thinking and planning instead of actually doing the thing. Okay, so decide important things. So for me today, my three important things, teach my yoga classes, number one, record the podcast, right? That's two. And three, clean my space. That's it. Okay, the rest of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to rest. I'm going to eat. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to meditate, take care of myself, maybe do some study. I might do an Instagram post if I'm feeling like I've got value to share. Otherwise, I won't bother. That's it. If you do three important things every single day, by the end of the week, you have a whole load of things that you've done. Big things. By the end of the year, imagine having done three needle-moving things every single day by the end of the year. That's a lot more than than most people have, right? And three is a small number. That's achievable, right? Easy. Three. Sweet. I can do that. But if you give yourself 10, 20, 30 things to do in one day, you are setting your poor body and mind up for failure. And you're going to take an ego hit, right? Schedule a few things. Do the important things. If I can only do three things today, what would they be? Make the phone call. Do the thing. A lot of the times you'll find these three things are things you don't really want to do. They're too hard. They take too long. They're too tedious. Whatever it is, do those things. You'll feel so good. Right? So number one... Remembering number one, slow down, create a listening and receiving relationship with yourself. Number two, schedule three things in the day. Understand when you can get things done and when you cannot. Don't be afraid to schedule rest and fun around things. You deserve it. And number three, practice solar plexus work. Okay, so understand your inner fire. If you don't have much inner fire going on and you feel lazy, do some twists, do some fire breathing, do some yoga, do 10 star jumps, go for a run around the block, laugh, do things that stir fire up, poke your fire, throw a log on the fire, right? Do stuff that's going to stir you up. So even eating spicy food, you know, do things that wake you up, do a handstand, do something, do your affirmations. It doesn't matter. Go and look at yourself in the mirror and go, you've got this until you feel like you've got it. (laughs) Okay. If you feel like you've got too much fire going on and you can't sit down, embody some water element, cool the fire down. All right. 
drink some water, drink some iced tea or something cold, force yourself to go for a very slow walk, make yourself meditate, make yourself lay down for five minutes, don't get up, don't move, force stillness, do some long breathing, breathe in for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds, breathe slowly. Okay, so listen to your solar plexus. If you feel lazy, there's not enough fire. You feel like you're going crazy, you've got too much fire. All right, do the work to balance it out. Okay, those are your three tips for building healthy self-discipline. I would love to chat to you about this episode. If you had something come up for you or you found it relatable or you're going, oh my goodness, that is me, let me know. We've all been in either side of the scale and we will continue to be, but it's up to us to keep it balanced. You've got this. Thank you so much for being here. If you can, please leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. It really helps me reach new people and help more people. I feel so grateful all the time when I see those reviews, so thank you. You can also screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Madison underscore mindset. I wish you a beautiful day, magical human. Go out there and enjoy life and don't be afraid to slow down sending you all the love enjoy the rest of your day 